one guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is the host of Thursday Evening Show on Radio Glamorgan, Ian Edwards. And we'll hear from Ian after his first choice, which is Please Stay from Marvin Gaye. And do very well. Many thanks for inviting me on. You're very welcome to this edition of Music Was My First Love. Tell us about your first choice, Please Stay, from the late, great Marvin Gaye. Oh, the late, great Marvin Gaye, indeed. Well, I'm going to go back to the beginning, really, when I, uh, the first time I really got into music. I was the youngest in the family. We grew up in a nice uh, three-bedroom semi, and as, as I was the youngest, and my sister was obviously the eldest, my mother unfortunately lost two, so I was, the, I was the last hope and pre- very premature, and so I was spoiled rotten, albeit when it comes to getting the, um, the master bedrooms and the baby bedrooms, I was in the box yeah. room. <laughs> and my sister, was in, my sister was in the largest bedroom, so to speak, about my parents, obviously, and she had a record player, and she had a Fidelity record player with two speakers, and I, all I could hear out of that bedroom was this album, right. as I grew up. My sister was very sort of, you know, she had a Bowie posters on the wall, the Aladdin Sane, the makeup, all that kind of thing. But she was also very, very soulful. Diana Ross, Supremes, Smokey Robinson, and this album, I could not stop playing the Let's Get It On album. And uh, so that was my first sort of introduction to soul music in a way. And uh, anyway, it stayed with me ever, ever since. So that was really sort of creeping into her bedroom when she was going out with her friends. And any reason that? particular track from the not album. really i mean I, this, the album is just full of beautiful records yeah. isn't it it's, it's, yeah. it's a very iconic album and uh, you know you could have picked any any particular uh, marvin k truck but uh, that one particularly you know it wasn't a single from the album but it was, it's just a great song you've been a volunteer with radio glamorgan since 2014 how and why did you first get involved good question i did some business in the community in work where we went out to uh, marble road school and did some reading and some maths uh, with the children mm. uh, in our lunch hours and we went to the Noah's Ark the next the following year to do some reading to the children as well and we all have to have the, the, um, the regulated test obviously mm. and somebody had dropped out and they couldn't do it and I didn't want to do it another year I said oh Ian you're still you know you're still okay to go and you know to read to the children do you want to just pop in for the I said okay and as I was walking back I saw the studio and the gentleman who walked back with me said oh actually they're always looking for volunteers if you ever want to come up and one Tuesday night I was kicking my heels in the house, you know, it was in the winter, and there was a meet and greet here mm. with Nick. And I thought, you know, let's just pop up and have a look. And I met the great John Gilhini, whose show I, I, I um, presented with, who was a lovely mm. gentleman, John. I'm not sure if you met John, no. maybe it was before your time. Lovely guy, lovely Irish guy who's very softly spoken, and uh, he taught me, introduced me to the radio and how to sort of, you know, to interact with the radio. He had his quirky music, and I had my quirky music. We had some also some lovely common themes, and uh, you know, I mean, forever in his debt, John, because uh, he was a lovely man. And, and had you ever had an itch before for doing it? Not really, no. But you know, when you get to a stage in your life where you think, I've got time on my hands now yeah. to do something different, a different skill, apart from obviously the love of music. And I just thought to myself, it was exciting. It was exciting, and you know, I've never done this. I've never been one for getting up and presenting things off the cuff, really. Mm. And uh, and it. It did push me a bit, you know, to talk about things and talk about yourself and talk about your week and talk yeah. about your life because I'm quite a private person. But to do this, but the main, you know, the main enjoyment is playing music for the patients and making sure that the music we play, everybody enjoys in the hospital, and that's the overriding, you know, feeling that I get. Your next choice, down in the tube station at midnight, is from 
arguably one of the most influential bands of the New Wave moment, The Jam. Any, again, any reason for this particular Oh, track? Andrew, Andrew, where do I start? The modfather himself. I, I think, unbelievably, Britain's probably Britain, apart from Leonard McCartney, Britain's best singer-songwriter of all time. I mean, you're talking, you know, 80s now. I was a bit of a... I wouldn't say I was a... I was, a, um, I was more of a mod than a rocker, more of a solely mod guy, the new wave than a punk. And I just grew up with the jam. I mean, we, we played through and off school. I can remember going to, getting on a train and going to the Michael Sobel Sports Centre in Islington. Train broke down outside Swindon in the snow. <laughs> you know, we just got in our cars. I remember going to Shepton Mallet and everywhere. I just followed them. I, they were just, he was just my idol. Well, uh, he was my idol. My friends, we just had a gang of us in our mohair suits and we used to go to the top rank on a Saturday. We all thought we were well. We all thought we were Bruce Foxton. And we just... They were just a big, big part of my life. He mm. was a big part of my my growing up life, and I've got great friends who we all go and we see each other now, all big jam fans. It's funny. There's a sound engineer on this track, funny enough, um, Vic Cobblesmith Haven, who was the sound engineer who actually went down to St John's Wood Tube Station with a little tape recorder, oh, right. yeah, yeah. and uh, at the beginning of it, you hear the yeah. tube coming in, and that's another love of my life. St John's Tube Station is near Lords, where I go a lot of the times, <laughs> but I'm a member of the MCC and I love my cricket. So it's got a little bit of a link there as well, and it's, it's just a fantastic weather. Did your musical tastes come from sneaking into your sister's room? That was the initial, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you're talking vinyl days now, not even a CD insight no. or not even a, you know, a cassette. I, mean, I had a little cassette tape recorder, and I can remember buying, you know, cassette tapes and playing on my little cassette tape recorder with an with a, with a old-fashioned headphone in my ear. But, yeah, I mean, she had, all, she had the bigger room. She had the, the turntable. And, and did your parents play music? Not, not a lot. My mum, they had a sort of the, the old radiogram downstairs. And yeah. I can remember a bit of Glenn Miller, you know, you know, and that kind of thing. When they were sort of alone together and, you know, they'd, they'd put their, 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 you know, the, the old parlophone uh, records on. Uh, but no, they, they weren't musically uh, talented in any way. They just liked, you know, my dad was sort of uh, Welsh sort of chapel sort of time. I remember yeah. was a Cardiff girl. But, uh, you know, they met in the old sort of, 50, 50s dance halls, you know what I mean? So they did have their own, you know, the Franks and Arts and that kind of thing. When I look at the 80s musically, Ian, it was great fun, big productions, big videos, big hair. And when you watch Top of the Pops, everyone then seemed to be having a good time. And your next choice is very much part of that. Two choice from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It's like people say to me, oh, the 80s was a rubbish decade of no. music and all this kind of thing. You hear some terrible things. But I was 18, <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I was 18 to 28, and they were the best times of my life musically, the best times of your life growing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, without carving back to Weller, but there's a song he sings uh, on one of the, on, on, I think it's on the All More Cons album, When You're Young, where there's a line that goes, life is a drink and you get drunk while you're young. And it's true. Yeah. It is so, so true. You meet friends you've got for life, friends I've got now. I'm a very good friend in Spain, Mark, you know, who will be listening to this when you know, we're, we're close now than we were when we were 12, 13, mm. you know what I mean? He's living you know, over in Spain and he listens to the show on a Thursday night. And we, it's like a solid bond in your heart. We've got yeah. that solid bond. And music was like that. And growing up, you know, at 18 to 28 with these, you know, these memories. And this next track is a funny, it's a, I've got a funny story because we all had a, and we've all done it now. We had the boys' holidays in Magaluf or Ibiza and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you all go out there and you all, you know, I'm half the size, probably half the size I was now. And you've got the beach blonde hair and it's, you know, it's like the Club Tropicana Wham ad, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I the know what video. And uh, I can remember we, went, we were in Ibiza and, uh, we used to take we used to take a master blaster in those days. It's like a big sort of uh, on your shoulder, on your shoulder <laughs> cassette tape. And I can remember walking down the beach, and we had this this next record on a on a cassette, 
and we'd just walk down, and we thought we were the kids. You know, we would walk down, and myself, Mark, Lovie and Will, and we'd have two traps blasting as we walked down and, and pitched our little spot on the beach and tried to, <laughs> tried to glad eye all the young ladies on the beach and just sort of... And they'd turn around and think, oh, this lot arriving, who's this motley crew? So, yeah, it's, it's a great track. And, and, you know, I, I can remember it like it was that. Third choice on this edition of Music was my first love, Two Tribes, from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Tell me about Thursday's show and what someone tuning in for the first time can expect. Yeah, Thursday's is basically me playing music, which I absolutely adore. And I, I do, I split into two hours. My eight till nine is a bit of everything. We play a few, um, obviously, you know, we, anybody in the hospital is visiting and wants me to play a record dedication, that comes top priority. But it's a bit of mismatch. It's a bit of music bit from the past that I like, a bit of new stuff, a bit of uh, somebody... I've heard a record in the car that week, yeah. I'll play it. And you forget. I just forget about so many great songs. Then I have a bit of structure. The 9 till 10 is purely soul hour. It's soul yeah. music, which I can go back to, the, you know, the 50s, 60s, even, you know. And I have Harper Snyder, I have a little bit of... Uh, it's a bit, like a, a bit like Trevor does on his show, Trevor Nelson, where he has the lights down. We play three lovely, solely love songs, and if people are dropping off to sleep at half past nine and just want to put their pillow up, or if you're at home with your wife or your loved one, yeah. you just want to catch up and have a cup of cocoa together, I try and pick three lovely songs, which which will mean that they, you know, just a relaxing evening, and I blast it up for the last three in there and go home. What well, Robbie Vincent used to call music for a candlelit dinner. That's correct, That's right. yeah, exactly. And music for a candlelit dinner. And I think Andy Peebles was the quiet storm. Correct, yes. yeah, exactly, yeah. We come from the same yeah, uh, school. Yeah, exactly. And there was a DJ in a, in, a, in a Jackson's nightclub, and I will not repeat it on air, who used to call it something else, which I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you after we play the next record. Was there any particular reason why you and Rob alternate? I mean, it's so funny, because there's two completely different yeah, shows. Yeah, oh, unbelievably two different shows. Rob and I, well, Rob came in to train with me. I live near Rob anyway. We live up in Rimley together. And uh, we had a lot in common, because we had a lot of... I was a, I wouldn't say I was a punky punk, but Rob, Rob's very new wave, very, very in, in his... His, his, his taste is vase was was vase at that time. I'm yeah. sort of more soul and mellowed a bit now. Not really at all. We I, I trained him, and we chatted about it, and we just said, look, you know, it's a lot to do every week mm. if you're doing a weekly show. It's a lot if you're going to prepare for it properly, as you know, you yeah. as you well know. Just doing, you know, these, these it takes a lot of preparation. Even thinking about this today, I was, I was it's taken me a fair few hours just to think yeah. of songs to say and things to say and make it quite interesting for the listeners. So I said, "Let's Rob." I said, "Listen, well, why didn't you, we just try alternating a Thursday night? Because we both work full time, so we mm. couldn't do daytime slots, which you know, obviously, you know, is a little bit difficult when you're working nine to five. And then evening slots were a little bit congested. Then obviously, we had volunteers coming and yeah. going. So I said, "Why don't we just alternate and see how it goes?" So that was really the only nothing, you know, nothing sinister, nothing, you know, behind it. It was just a case of. That suits me, and that suited him. suited him. Because you can get a bit, every week, you can get a bit, you know, what shall I think of today to talk about? Because the week's not a long time, is it? No. <laughs> when things change, you know. But two weeks is a nice little gap between doing a bit of preparation, yeah. maybe things have changed in the world of music. Your fourth choice, Ian, is from another band who defined the 80s, Duran Duran. Tell me about Rio. We're moving on, aren't we, now? We've gone faster, Jam. When I went to the sort of the new romantic era of yeah. the 80s, where, you know, your Spandau Ballets, your Rio, your Steve Strange, uh, your Duran Duran, your Steve Strange and everything. And again, I come back to, a, it's, a, it's a funny story. We, up, we used to go to Birmingham quite a, quite a lot. My friend, and his mum, Pat, lived there. And we used, to, we used to go up for the weekend. And we used to think this was fantastic. We'd go to Birmingham and would stay the weekend with him when we wouldn't put our hands in our pocket. We met with lovely, you know, drinking and eating, and his mum and his partner took us out. Joseph and, and Pat took us out, and we were, you know, great, we get dressed up. 
And we used to turn, this is no word, we, we turned in when I had an old Mark II Escort, an orange Mark II Escort at the time. We used to chug chug up that M5 <laughs> to get us into, and we'd get past, um, I'd get past Longbridge, and we'd chug chug chugs up the Hagley Road and turn left, and we'd be in, they had a flat. One night we, we were going up over Christmas, New Year period, and one night we turned left into this, into where there is a cul de sac where Mark's mum, Pat, lived, and Joseph, and there were about 100 girls screaming. Coming, I mean, it wasn't the Beatles at Heathrow, I can assure you, yeah. but for, my, for me, and, and we had our suits hung up on the back, of the back of the car, and they were banging the car. And there was a police got like a, and he said, moving him away, and then he said, where are you going? I, and I couldn't even wind the window down, because you know the old days when your window was to oh, wind yeah. down and stuck halfway down, yeah. I put it down back hand. <laughs> That's how bad the car was. And he said, where are you going? I said, we're going to see, we're going to come for, to, to meet Mark's mum for the weekend. Little did we know that John Taylor, the bass guitarist from Joanne Joanne, lived next door flat. Oh, wow. So that's why. And he was the one the girls He was liked. the one. No, he wasn't there. So though we were, you know, we were, we were a bit dapper in those days, Andrew, but no, they weren't. But it's, they, it wasn't a greeting. We all went out for Christmas, then we came back. And I can, when my memory is, uh, we came out New Year's Eve, and we were all out in the, in the, in the streets singing old Lang Syne, grouping hands and everything. And John Taylor had a girlfriend at the time, a lady called Janine Andrews, who was a glamour model. She was an octopus, but a more of a right. page three yeah. uh, girl. And she had a long fur coat on. I'm not sure what was on underneath Andrew, but we won't go into that. Okay. But all I can remember at being at 21, 22, the two of us, our eyes weren't singing out all anxiety <laughs> very easily. Our eyes were being deviated to somebody else. And when you and that's the story behind my Joanne Joanne story. And, and I love the band anyway. They were great. They're a great band. They were typically eighties, weren't they? Joanne Joanne and Samantha Ballet. And this is a great band. Ian, a King and UB40, they produce some great music. You a fan? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love my reggae music and, uh, you know, I could have played uh, some Marley, some John Holt, some Steel Pulse, but I couldn't find a Steel Pulse record without any uh, <laughs> new connotations in it. So uh, this is the first concert I ever saw. I saw UB40, they were supporting the Pretenders in the top rank. Right, wow. And King had just been released at the time and uh, off the, obviously off the signing off album, their debut album. And I lived them. I've seen them. I've seen them a lot of times. I saw them in, um, in Milton Keynes, in the Milton Keynes Bowl, where they put supporting the police. And it was just coming to dusk, and they came on. And I mean, a great band, a great band at that time. Yeah. I mean, obviously gone on to difficult times now with the splits and everything kind of thing. You hear so many factions and yeah. man. but and the brothers falling out. Oh, brothers falling out, and the, you know the, the loss of all the um, the earnings and that kind of thing. But the rawness of the sounds. And again, it's an 80s sound, and it was just fun. It was a fantastic. And it was relevant to the time. It the, was the Thatcher's Britain. It was Thatcher's Britain. You know, the one in ten, you know, track and everything. You know, and it, but it, it was just the fact that no, we're gonna we're gonna not necessarily you know revolt against this, but music comes through, doesn't mm. it? And the fact that it was a togetherness, and uh, and they were just a breath of fresh air as far as British British reggae yeah. music was concerned at the time. I thought they were a great a great band. Still are. Great tribute bands are on there as well. Yeah, they're doing, just, yeah. doing as well off the back of it. But yeah, I could have played I could have played a lot of lot of UB40 tracks, but this one particular. For a while, uh, very underrated. Very underrated band. Very underrated band. They're great. I mean, 
First CD I ever bought. Yeah. The Steve McQueen album. Yeah, first CD I ever bought. I um, I went to uh, to the races. The Jolly Boys out in every year. We used to go to Cheltenham races for the Gold Cup. You get out a lot, don't you? Yeah? And uh, <laughs> there was a horse running that day called Norton's Coin in the Gold Cup in 1990. And I'd won a couple of quid on the race before. And this this horse was from Carmarthen. Sol Griffiths' horse trained in a in a farm. Had no chance. Hundred to one on the bods. I put two pound each way on it. It was coming up. We were down by the second last fence. It was coming over. It was getting very dusky and at Cheltenham. And all I could see, him jump over the last fence with Desert Orchid. And up came first. Norton's coin, 100 to 1. The tote paid £276 to 1. I had 300 quid in my Skywalker. Mm. Never, I never carry cash on me much. And I had all this money. I went, good accountants, eh? We had a good old, <laughs> we had a good old sup on the coach coming back. Because we used to go with a trip from a local casino in, in the centre car. If I went, I nipped home quick. He was living at home then. Gave my old man a couple of hundred. Said, Dad, keep that safe because I'm going back out. Kept the taxi running, went back out, met the boys, and we had a great night. I woke up the next day and I thought, I've got to do something with this money. I bought a CD player on an amp. Right. I thought, I've got, you know, it was, it was still vinyl and I had the old yeah. tower, tower rack, you know what I mean? And I bought a, a, a proper CD player on an amp and I thought, I need to buy a CD. And that was the first CD I ever bought. So it's a little bit of a story for yeah. that record, which, uh, <laughs> which I hope the uh, listeners will enjoy. But I a mean, great job, a great album. There were two bands around that time that were, I think, greatly underrated. One was Prefab Spout, and the other uh, was Aztec Camera. Yeah. And very similar. Yeah, very similar. And great songwriters. Yeah, very similar. And it's strange, it'd be lovely to see them. I never got to see them live, but it would have been lovely to see them now, you know, maybe yeah. not now, but again, you know, you've got all these bands coming back out, haven't they? Yeah. Reinventing their careers, but to listen to that song is, is a great track. From 1984 next, and for me, the forgotten man of 80s pop music, Green Gartside, and uh, the name of his band's critability with the brilliant Woodbees. Tell us about the track, The Man and the Band. A great track, uh, a great band, and, uh, and Cardiff's very young, Green Gartside, yeah. isn't it? Cardiff band um, from the Valleys came down to Cardiff. Again, it's a, it's a quirky choice, and people are going kind to of, kind of think to me, why did I pick this choice? But there's, there's a little story behind this. Um, well, I was caught in my, uh, my my ex my ex wife. We lived in a both lived in a flat along this along 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 a street in in Cardiff, about two hundred yards away. Every time I used to knock on the door and take her out, the upstairs flat was um, was occupied by two elderly pensioners and related to Green, right? Uncles or grandparents, and uh, he'd come down. Ian, Ian, sugar pill that you've got a new single out. Go and buy it. Go and buy it. Because in those days, you had to buy the record to yeah. get into the charts. Yeah, he's got to get in the charts. He's got to get in the charts. So I must have had every Squiddy Politty single left <laughs> the Squiddy <laughs> album. And, and I got to love the band. I mean, the, the Cuban... The Cuban the, it was. It was. <laughs> Not that I had to buy it. Jackie had to buy it. Julie had to buy it. Every <laughs> had to buy the album. It was. Yeah. <laughs> have you bought it? Have you bought it? Yeah, have you bought it? We're doing our best. Oh, he'll, oh tell him when I see him. And all. But he was in America, wasn't he? And, you know, great album, Cupid Inside. She's, if you want to see it, it was a lovely album. And, uh, but this is a great track. I enjoy this one. <laughs> Where did your love for soul music come from? It's funny because I just I like a good love song. I like a good yeah. love song lyric, and I like the only way a lot of you know soul soul music love songs are just different to any type of yeah. ballads. I think you yeah. can have the rock ballads, but the way it's delivered and it's it just with me all the time. Do you know what I mean? And the seventies and eighties were fantastic for mm. soul music. The Mo, you know, the Tamla Motown, the Philadelphia yeah. sound, and that kind of thing. And, and I, you know, I, I just enjoyed listening to it, and I, I, you know, now I listen to a lot of Trevor Nelson, yeah. a lot of you know, in those days Tony Blackwood played a lot of songs, yes, and and it, and it was just different, and I just felt this is just 
you know, the production on all the records was fantastic. The vocal, yeah, this, and, the, and the lyrics and the you know the, the, the percussion and the and, and instrumentals were, were just fantastic. Now, Mr. Edwards, your eighth choice on this edition of Music of My First Love is the one we could talk about forever. We could indeed. Because I was a massive, still am, a massive, massive fan of Luther Vandross. The track you've chosen is from possibly his most successful album commercially. Give me the reason. Tell me about So Amazing and the man that Dion Warwick referred to. Oh, this was... The man, to me, has the most velvet voice I've ever heard. Velvet is the right word. I've ever heard. This next... I'll talk about the track in a minute, but if you ever get a chance to YouTube something, YouTube Luther Vandross at the NAACP Awards when he's in his tuxedo and he's singing A House Is Not A Home yeah. to Dionne Warwick. I don't know if you've yes, seen it. Yes, I have seen it. It goes on for seven minutes, yeah. puts his own stamp on it, and she's in the front row watching him and there's a tear in her eye. I, I challenge anybody to watch that song and not have a tear in their eye because it's the most beautiful range. Mm. The, his voice, the bass on his voice, the high notes he makes and he stands there and sings it to it. It is yeah. just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I watched it the other night coming on the, on the festival. I was, there was a tear in my eye. Did you, before you talk about the track, did you get to see him live? I saw him at Wembley yeah. Arena in London in 1987 when he was a little bit, should we say, rotund. Right. Because he did struggle with his yeah. weight loss yeah. and his weight gain. And he had these amazing glittery sort of black sequiny songs. And he had a circular stage. Yeah. And he just went round the circular stage. I, just hit after hit after hit. I saw him on the world tour for this album. Really? At Wembley in the round. And he was slim. And he yeah. had this silver shiny suit on. I'm so glad that I got to see him. Unbelievable. Yeah. Also, back in vocals on Bowie's Young Americans yeah. album, isn't he? And it's and, interesting uh, because I heard him in an interview. He was soul music personified. That was it. He said he didn't know much about Bowie. He no. just happened to be he was a friend of the bass player. That's amazing. And this track, um, oh, what can I say? I, um, I, I love my two daughters, Rachel and Faye, equally. That goes without saying. But Rachel was born here in July 1995. Yeah. Very hot summer's evening. 10.46 in the evening, I remember it well. I left the hospital 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, reversed the car into a bollard, not thinking. <laughs> Driving down Eastern Avenue, sun was just coming up and um, this record came on. This is to my two daughters. Love has been good to me Not even one Saturday or minute have I had since you've come my way I just tell you that I haven't done my music as my first love yet. You're saving it up here. But for me, and I'm thinking ideas in my head, the hardest thing is to know which Luther track to play. Amazing. You could play the whole album, couldn't you? I was... Oh, oh. We're going to play the whole album. <laughs> Let's just stop that. Um, I actually chatted a girl up at an engagement party years and years and years ago, and I discovered during the conversation she was a Luther fan, and I went off on one, and they had to come and rescue her. It was <laughs> awful. Um, I know how much you enjoy presenting your show on a Thursday, and I've listened, and when I was training with the Celtic gals, you used to follow us. But I know for you, Ian, that volunteering with RG is not just about presenting a two-hour show every other week, is it? You, you love the crack, the fundraising, the friendships. Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, as I said earlier, you know, it's a skill as well to learn. We're learning how to, 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 to use all the equipment here. It's not easy. It's, you know, to, and you're going out live every, every week, and you've got to prepare for the show. But also, you know, you know, our fundamental uh, love is to play music for the patients here in the hospital. And it's, yeah. an absolute, it's an absolute privilege and a pleasure to do it. You know, we've got a lot of equipment around us today. It doesn't last forever. We have to 
fundraise. Yeah. And I've been fortunate to be the treasurer for the last four years. And as a charity, we're always looking to, um, you know, to raise money. And raising money is not easy as a charity. No. We have the bucket collections, as you well know, in the supermarkets. And it's just a lovely way to meet people mm. and spread the word about us. And everybody you see has a smile. Everybody who puts a, any type of coin in our bucket or any type of note has a lovely smile on their yeah. face and wants to contribute to the way that we help the patients here. And we, and we get to see each other because we don't that exactly, often. Exactly, really. yeah, we don't. And uh, it's lovely to, you know, to, to chat about different people, different music tastes yeah. and all that because we're all a little bit siloed sometimes in our own shows. Yeah. But uh, I think, as you say, at the end of the month, it's to see the people you walk past the studio and, and give you a thumbs up and give yeah. you a smile. It's a lovely feeling inside and, and that's undemanding while we're here. Something fairly recent for your ninth choice from yeah. 2012, the well, brilliant 1975. I've sort of gone from 1986 to 2012. That was my year when I had the <laughs> children. It was Sessler of Seven in hearsay, so I don't know what happened to Oasis and <laughs> Stereophonics and all the things that happened out there. I sort of made a bit of blinkers on, but um, yeah, a band. It's funny, I've, I, obviously I've mentioned the, um, you know, the, the birth of my, my daughters and, the, and that, that the Luther track. And then all of a sudden, Dad, they're in the car and they're putting CDs in your CD player in the yeah. car and you've got to listen to this band, Dad. Come on, Dad, this is a great band. Come on, you, you play this on your show, play this on your show. And they've grown up and they're women and they want to, they, 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 they want to and help you with your music taste. And this is a band, funny enough, they put it into my, they put the, the, their first album into my CD and I just fell in love with it. And I've seen them three times, actually with my daughters. I'd go at the back and slap my thigh at the back like a dad at a wedding. And they're down the front, <laughs> perspiring and, you know, jumping up and down. And, oh, it's dad's at the back, leave them up there. But I love their music. I love their music. They're a great uh, band of, of today. Uh, I saw them in Paris and there's a lovely track on one of the albums called Paris, which we can't play. Right. It's about a, a sensitive subject. Yeah. If you ever get to play that song, it's a lovely, lovely track. I love and final choice we started today's music was my first love and we now end with another legend the walrus of love himself barry white indeed luther was the governor this was the second governor wasn't he yeah he was the governor's assistant because this guy was just absolutely magical voice i mean i can remember growing up and my friend had a cover of the white gold album and the white gold album was just basically dripped in gold and um, bracelets gold rings and gold everything <laughs> typified this man i was fortunate to see him in the uh, in the cia in 1988 and uh, obviously died in 2003 and i think it's always th th this next track which we're going to play and it's going to be the final one is just just typifies what we do here really in here radio Glamorgan. and we chat we we listen we play music for the patients and we enjoy everything but at the end of the day, we just let the music play, and the music yeah. can absolutely you know, enlighten anybody in this hospital. The music means so much, different genres, mm -hmm. different tastes, different artists, and we just want to put people's, a smile on people's face while yeah. they stay here or if they're walking past. And the music can, does it all. It's not about us, it's not about us talking, it's about the music we play. It's a perfect way to end. At time of recording, Ian, you've decided to stand down as a trustee, but... You're not walking away, are you? RG is still a big part of your no, life. No, not at all. RG is a big, big part of my life, and I'll be still uh, sat out, sat, sat out sat tomorrow out soon in the next supermarket with our buckets, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously doing a lot of fundraising and making sure the station goes from strength to strength. Thanks for coming in. Here. Thank Cheers. you very much. My pleasure, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs>
You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer Ian Edwards has been choosing ten of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another Radio Glamorgan volunteer chooses their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love.